Hello and welcome to episode 80 of the Be Yourself and Love It podcast with me, Anthony Samaroff. We are octogenarian today, the show. My guest today is the fantastic Michael Cheney. He is a marketing ninja and also host of the Michael Cheney Show, which I've been enjoying. Clues in the title. Michael, thanks for joining me. You're more than welcome. Thanks for having me on the show. It would be great to hear a little bit about how you came to be this uh, marketing ninja, not only uh, marketing your own products and projects and other people's products, but actually teaching other people how they can make an independent living as a affiliate marketer, as, a, as, a, as an online marketer of all sorts and stripes. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it started for me um, in the kind of late 90s, I guess. Um, I was working for an oil company in Aberdeen in Scotland and didn't enjoy it at all and thought, you know, I wanted to get into the internet ever since I'd seen the internet in sort of 90, what would it be, about 94 when I first came across it. I was like, hmm, this is cool. And I couldn't really use it in my job because the company wasn't really that sort of future forward thinking or anything. They weren't really up on the internet. So I started looking at opportunities and um, as luck would have it, I decided to create a community for seniors for the 50 plus age group in the UK because it was the fastest growing demographic and they also they were using the internet more than anyone else. So I created a community for that age group and set a business up and generated some money with that through advertising and got featured in all kinds of newspapers and magazines and interviews and all kinds of stuff. And as a result of that, I had to learn how to drive traffic, how to get a website found on the internet and how to actually stand out and, and get visitors. So I kind of learned sort of trial by fire, I guess. And as a result of that, I I ended up doing consulting gigs for businesses in uh, sort of Northeast Scotland. Um, And then kind of realized, oh, actually, I I know quite a bit about this. Um, More and more, more and more people wanted my time and wanted my expertise, but I couldn't actually physically be as many places as as I was being asked of, even though I had, people working for me that were trying to pick up the slack in the end I just thought well why don't I take this information and sell it on the internet globally rather than going around door to door to businesses um and I did that in about 2005 2006 when I released my first online program um yeah I've been doing it doing it ever since that first program kind of um yeah, I did a crazy amount of money. It did quarter of a million dollars in sales in about a week. So it was kind of uh, insane. Wow, that must have been quite a leap as well to go from whatever I imagine already decent money you were doing to, wow, boom, $250,000. What did you do? Uh, I had a drink because I used to drink back then. Um, <laughs> cracked open a bottle of champagne with uh, with my girlfriend, now wife, and uh, we did a little dance around the flat that we were in and, um, yeah, it just blew my mind. I mean, you know, it just, it opened my mind to the possibilities of a global audience, you know, using the internet, um, to reach people that 
I couldn't reach before, you know, with a message that was in demand and, and, you know, providing information that people needed and people wanted, you know, how to grow my business online or how to set up a business online. You know, it's something that never really goes out of fashion. It's something that people always want to do. Um, so yeah, it was a, a definitely a pivotal moment for sure. So what was the course covering exactly? I mean, I know you've said how to start a business or launch a business online, but were there specific steps that people had to take that hold true? Yeah, that specific, uh, the, the very specific course, the first course, sorry, was all about online advertising. Um, when I was, the first idea that I had uh, to launch a product on the internet, I was going to teach everything. Right. And I was going to call it the marketing treasure trove. And I spoke to a number of mentors that I was lucky to get. These were guys that had already gone down the path that I was headed. They had already made you know millions of dollars selling digital products online. And they were uh, generous enough to offer up their time to me. And I went down to meet one of them in London. And they said, uh, don't try and do everything. You know, you just be specific and off train on something. Pick one of the topics that you want to cover and do one product on that. Don't try and be everything to everybody so i narrowed down and just focused on this idea of building a website teaching people how to uh, build a website that gets lots of traffic so you can make money from ads so that was the first program that that i taught um how to make money from uh, a program called google adsense which is the the ads that Google serves, you get paid every time you serve those ads on your site or every time somebody clicks on them. And I told people and taught people how to do that um, because I had my own website, the seniors website that was doing rather well from that method. So I just kind of taught them what I was doing. Excellent. So what are the main things that have changed over the last, say, 15 years since you brought out this program on how money is made in the internet and traffic and you know what are the what the main building blocks are i mean a lot of the fundamentals are the same you know it's not really that different to any other business um it used to be back in the day that people would you know have a certain level of distrust about it oh it's got to be something shady about that or you know is it's not really selling real stuff but now it's just mainstream you know back then when I was getting into this in the sort of late nineties and two thousand so on, you know, I was telling everybody, this is where it's going. You know, Amazon's going to be huge and this, you know, and everybody's like, no, nah, no, nah, this is just, you know, it's, it's not going to take off. There's no way people would, why would you need the internet on your phone? For example, you know, people would be saying that, but I just knew that it was, it was big. It was going to be big. And, and now it's more accepted. You know, it's many people work from home, obviously in the current climate, a lot more people working from home than, than normally. But it also shows that it can be done, you know, that we can do a lot of things without being face to face and that really the Internet is no different to conventional business. It moves in a slightly different way, but the fundamentals are the same. You know, you've got to have something that people want, something that people need. You've got to get it in front of those people that want it. And you've got to yeah, make it, you know, make it a good product so people keep coming back. You know, the, the business fundamentals are the same. It's really just a different channel. Uh, to market so I guess what's the main thing that's changed is really the perception of people 
um, and how widespread it is. You know, we've got all kinds of people now getting into this. You know, you've got kids that are making millions doing YouTube videos and TikTok videos and, you know, this whole genre of, um, you know, social media gig kind of economy, you know. So people know now that it's not a scam. You know, you can make money online and there are legitimate ways to do it. Whereas I think when I first started out, it was kind of a dark art and, and people weren't quite sure if it was legitimate or not. Right. Well, I've certainly spoken to quite a lot of people who would like to make a side hustle online and even build it up to the extent that they can quit their jobs so that they can homeschool their kids or something like that, spend more time with their family and put their values first. What are some of the main myths or misconception that people harbor about why they might not be able to do this or why it'll be too hard for them and so forth? What are, that would lead them down the wrong paths. What are common wrong ideas that people have about their prospects for starting an online business? Well, I think a lot of that is, is really just a knowledge thing. You know, it's, it's that classic case. If you don't know, then you don't know. So I think a lot of people assume that you need to have stuff, you know, you need either physical stuff to sell on eBay because everybody knows about Amazon and eBay. So I think many people kind of assume that you've got to have a kind of inventory. You need a warehouse or you need to know a bunch of stuff, or they assume that maybe you've got to be an expert or something. You know, you've got to, have a book out or you need to be you know in front of video and jumping around like a lunatic and be some sort of personality you can do that and obviously people do that and make a lot of money but you can make money online without any of those things and that's really the main methods that i teach which is really about it's you know it's capitalism 101 it's finding a market finding people that want something uh, finding a product that f that fulfills that desire or that need and then giving that product to those people. Uh, and normally in what I teach, it's a digital product and it's not something that you create. It's something that somebody has already created. They want to get more customers. You do the legwork to find the customers. You give the digital product or a link to that digital product to those potential clients and when they buy it, you get paid what's called a commission or, you know, like a finder's fee or an affiliate commission. So that's affiliate marketing. It's the easiest way to get started online. You don't even need a website. You don't need a product. You don't need staff. You don't need an office. You know, you don't need physical stuff. You don't need to deal with customer support or fulfillment of the product. You're literally just taking traffic from one area of the internet, getting them to click and go to another place that gives them something that they want that's going to improve their life in some way and getting paid as a reward for doing that. I, th I think some people might have a preconception that this is kind of like a winner takes all thing and it's too late on in the race. Like, you know, it's like starting too late. Like they can't come into it now because all the people who can make money from it are probably making money from it already and doing the lion's share of the of the profits because they got in it early can you say anything about that yeah i don't think that's the case literally because just the scale of it you know like how many people come online every day and you know how just the world population is growing every day you know it's it can't be you know it's just it's 
it's just growing all the time, you know. Um, the only kind of limiting factor is really people's discipline and consistency to to follow steps really um i mean there's certainly a lot of people that would that have tried and come through or you know given it a whirl for a few days or a couple of weeks and then thought oh it's not working this is this is garbage or it's not for me but in terms of people that are serious about it and coming in and just following instructions and being consistent with it until they get results no matter how long it takes there's never going to be too many of those people you know that's just right. human just so you know it's uh it's never crowded along the extra mile uh, right right so i would guess i was thinking one whenever you learn a new skill one of the big challenges is because you don't know what you don't know and there's a lot of information there and you don't necessarily know how to get the right information in the right order. One of the great things about teaching is you might have cobbled together your knowledge of something or some other thing, a little bit from here, a little bit from there. But when you have a student, you can give them the right information in the right order so that they can consume it. And I think that's something that people find intimidating because they want to go stepwise, but there's so much stuff out there that when exactly and where exactly do they begin? So what kind of things that would people need to draw their attention to first if they wanted to go down this road, go down this journey of making money on the internet? Um, are there some kind of basic steps that you outline? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the starting point really starts with, you know, you as an individual, like, you know, you've got to have a drive to do this it can't you can't enter into this as as a hobby i mean you can but obviously you'll get hobby type results out of it you know um so you've got to sort of question your own motives and your own yeah your own reason for doing this you need that big reason that's going to keep driving you forward uh to keep learning and, and keep taking action uh, to actually you know get the business started in terms of practicalities, the first thing to do is actually find people, find a market online that is looking for stuff. So most people get this the wrong way around. Even uh, many business owners, you know, you see on all these programs, reality programs on TV, like, you know, Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares and these hotel inspectors and all these failing businesses, not necessarily because of a bad product, although in some cases it is, it's mainly because they've created the product or service first and then they've, they've decided how are we going to find people that want this? And that's completely the wrong way to build a business. Right. A business is about marketing and a market marketing. If we break that word down is about, you know, verb verbizing a market. You know, it starts with a market. It's not called producting. Right. Right, it's called marketing. So you need to find the market first. If you find people, enough people that want something or that need something, and then work from there, then you'll never struggle to make money. But most people get that the wrong way round and they lock themselves in a cupboard or a room, you know, for six months, create this thing, and they're like, oh crap, how how are we gonna sell this? Like, where can we find people that would really want this underwater knitting machine for you know three-legged tortoises so 
the first thing is to try and find a market. Now, the easiest way to do that is to look at the markets that you're in yourself. You know, what do you buy online? What things do you, are you researching online? What do you go online to, to try and find out? Or what kind of communities are you a member of online? Are you, do you go in particular chat forums for a particular thing or particular areas of interest or niches or whatever? Because it's going to be easiest to focus on something that you know. You can make money just by finding a market that wants a certain thing that you don't know that much about, as long as you can find good products to give those people. Uh, but of course, it's going to be easier and you know a bit of a shortcut if you're already in that market as a as a customer. How does one go about identifying these markets? I mean, because uh, if it was me, I was like, I, uh, based on what you said, I was like, I don't, I don't even like, I don't even know what to do. Do I, I'm guessing that's a question that you've had quite a few times. Yeah, well, there's two kind of. There's two strategies on this. Like one strategy that some people talk of is go follow your passion. Right? It's this old cliche of, oh, follow your heart, follow your passion and do what you love and you know, do what really enthuses you and all that and, and the money will follow. In my experience, that is not really much more than a pipe dream. I mean, very, right. very few people are able to do that. Um, more realistic is to go where the money is already. So look at what's selling. Uh, look at what is popular and there's a group of niches selection of niches i'll list a bunch of them now that are always going to be hot sellers so they're always what we call evergreen right they're never going to go out of fashion so you've got things like you know health fitness uh, dating uh, financial you know stocks and shares uh, trading that kind of stuff uh, personal development um you've got uh, obviously you know uh, business type of information, make money type of information. Um, the pe pet sector is another one. Um, so there's a whole range of them, relationship, relationship advice. So it's kind of looking at the, the common areas and saying, do I resonate with any of those? You don't need to be mega passionate and like, you know, be breathing and sleeping this thing, but at least have an awareness of the, you know, the lingo that's been used. Another simple way to do this is just to go onto Amazon, have a look at the nonfiction section and just look at the, you know, the best sellers, what, what's been talked about there. Or you could just go to your news agent and have a look at the magazines that are there, you know, the, the hobby magazines, what, what's always there. You know, you've always got cycling or computer information or, you know, fishing or, you know, so it's just looking at the markets that already exist. You don't want to in business ever be the first to do something um and again that's another kind of myth that people think you've got to be this pioneer you've got to be first and you've got to come up with this new invention and so on people do that and maybe one in ten thousand you know strike it lucky and, and come up with this thing and go on to great success you're far better to look at what's already been proven to work you know what is already successful it's not like you're going into these markets or this these niches and trying to compete you know you're basically going in there and finding products that already exist and just putting the two together the people with the product so it's not like it's going to be inundated or you know over uh, oversaturated or whatever yeah you're like an agent you're hooking yeah, exactly. up 
picking people up. So you did say earlier on that you have to have a persistent mind with this and be willing to take however long it takes, get your head down. So if someone does get their head down, can you, what is, what's the typical amount of time it takes to get educated enough and to start making some money? Well, that is, I do get that question a lot, as you can imagine, and it's impossible to answer. I, I don't really answer it because it's a kind of piece of string right. uh, question, you know, because everybody's different. Everybody has a different work ethic. You might think, well, yeah, I really work. You know, I'm a hard worker and that to you might be 12 hours a day. You know, I think I'm a hard worker and I work five hours, you know, so it's, it's going to take you you know, potentially half the time, although maybe not, maybe you're disorganized in the work that you do, or maybe I'm disorganized. So there's so many variables, but in a rough kind of ballpark kind of way, if you devote, say, a month to learning, as long as you're learning the right stuff and you're staying focused, then you can learn enough to start to do a little bit of damage within a month, at least to start to put the building blocks in place and know what it is that you have to do in terms of getting results and getting income in it's a, you know it's anybody's guess because you know you could be going after a, a niche that you know is different to another niche you know maybe it's seasonal or we just don't know but what i tell people is you know it could take you several months right. you know to of consistent effort to get started but in my opinion there isn't an easier way to bring a business to life than using the internet. You know, if you were talking about asking me, okay, well, how long is it going to take for me to open a business physically on the high street and turn a profit? If I said anything less than, you know, a year or a few years, it would be complete garbage. You know, it'd just be, it'd be untrue, you know, and unrealistic. You know, even the guys that are buying ready-made businesses like, you know, McDonald's franchise or whatever, they're not going to turn a profit for a very long time you know, because they've invested all the money to buy the franchise. They've then got to pay staff. They've got to pay for materials. They've got to get everybody trained up. They've got to pay for advertising. You know, it's a huge, huge uh, mountain climb just to get to a point of break even. But with this type of internet business, you don't have all of those costs. You know, you don't have staff costs. You don't have costs of uh, producing products or advertising or paying for for getting out there you know you can do all of this for free it just does however obviously take time and that's where the, the trade-off uh, comes in and what do you think if this is um, there to be had by those who are willing to go out and have it what do you think are the kind of things that hold people back from doing this i think the biggest one is just you know their own lack of belief whether it's belief they may pass it off as belief in you know the possibility like it i know i just don't believe it this is this you know it sounds too good to be true you know i don't believe it but i think deeper if you peel back the layers it's really a lack of belief in themselves like Mm. i don't know that i would be worth this you know i don't know that how how could this be right because i've spent all my life you know going to a job and having to do something I really don't like, and you know, somebody tell me what to do, and yet this guy is just telling me that if I do a few things online for long enough, then I might get some money doing that. It doesn't seem right. Um, and I think that personal 
barriers, the, the kind of excuses, the internal dialogue that we have with ourselves is the biggest factor uh, that is stopping people from, from doing this. It's really that mental block. I mean, I set myself a goal um, when I started doing this 20 years ago now. I, I set myself this goal of making money while I sleep, which is a real sort of yeah. cheesy cliche. I like it. Um, but I thought, no, I want to do this. This is something I want to do. I want to make money whilst I'm asleep. I've seen people talk about it. I, you know, I believe it's possible. I want to do that. Now, of course, back then I was naive thinking that, you know, once you have something set up, that's it, you know, and it'll just make money like clockwork. But of course it's, it's like the perpetual motion machine. You know, it's great, a great idea in theory, but you know, it's not possible. Eventually you run out of steam, but I did you know, did get to that point where, and obviously it's continued to this day, as long as I keep putting a little bit of effort in, that I will wake up each morning and check my sales and I've made sales overnight, you know, whilst I've been asleep. And if I go on holiday for two weeks or three weeks, I will make money whilst I'm on holiday. And I could do that for two, three months and it would still continue to make money. Eventually, of course, it would fall away as products maybe needed updating or I needed to spend a little bit more time driving traffic or whatever. So it's not, you know, a magic posh button thing that just sales, sales off forever. But I think the main thing to me was giving myself permission to actually believe this and actually do it because I was investing a lot of deserve. I'm not just wishing for this, like the secret or something, you know, just sitting on my couch all day and, and hoping it comes true. I was working my ass off, you know? So I thought, look, if I'm working like this, this is, this is the outcome that I want. I deserve this. I'm working harder than I have when I was working a job. Um, and at the time, I was getting paid way, way less when I first started. So I thought, no, this is what I aspire to. And I, I deserve this because of the effort I'm putting in. And eventually, obviously, you know, that's, that's what's happened. Right. So, yeah, there's a couple of things there. One is you can plant yourself a beautiful garden. But if you neglect it before long, it will get overrun with weeds, so you can't rely on your work from years ago. But there is, it sounds like there is a point where you know, you've put in your initial investment of the most important critical time, and then after that, it's maintenance. You have to maintain the garden. You've done the, 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 the most difficult work of getting it into the kind of condition that you'd like it to be in, and then you need to do a little bit of maintenance. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the biggest say this, but the hardest you know the hardest dollar or the hardest pound is is the first one you make. Right. You know, it's that big, it's that amazing moment when you're like, oh wow, this works. You know, I, I I've clicked some stuff, I've pressed some keys on a keyboard over and over for so much time, and here you know this money's come out. Um, but once you've done that, of course, you can repeat it. You can repeat it over and over. You can improve on what you've learned improve and improve on what you've done um the hard part is really getting you know getting that knowledge of well how do i become a gardener you know how do i uh, set up this garden what do i need to know what do i not plant how do i avoid killing those plants you know what are the right types of plants to grow and what are the right ones to avoid and then once you got the right knowledge and you've applied it consistently and watered every day and shielded from the wind every day and, you know, wrapped them, protected them from the frost every day and whatever you need to do, you know that 
Right? It doesn't become less work per se, but you at least know it. You're not having to spend that time learning it. You have that part down. So then you can start to you know, harvest those results and get that yield and then maybe expand you know, and grow and uh, increase the size of the garden and so on. So yeah, the, the biggest, the lion's share of the work is really that initial, it, it's like you know, the, the analogy I often use is this breaking out the atmosphere, you know, like a rocket launch. You see the amount of effort and energy and planning and detail and action and discipline and everything else that goes into launching a rocket out of the Earth's atmosphere. Mentus. It's just huge. But once it gets out of that atmosphere, it's relatively easy to, easy to maneuver about and, and set on a trajectory and it'll, you know, it'll go off. But if you don't do anything, if you stop all momentum, of course, it'll eventually burn up and, and crash down. So getting it to that point where it's not self-sufficient, but at least easier uh, to sustain, that's the, the hard part. And most people give up before they even get to that point, either through you know, just frustration or they've gone down too many wrong paths or you know, they've taken wrong advice or they've just not, you know, they've not kept going long enough. Yeah, it's really important when one embarks on any endeavor to observe the results and take the feedback on and adjust your course and and not get downhearted because you learn something and you could be just like that person who goes out and starts um, digging a a well and you get you know 80% of the way down but you don't get any water water you get a trickle of water and you go I put in so much work and this little trickle of water is all I get what the hell I'm this is pointless and you didn't realize that you'd already done 80% of the work and you only really needed another 20% to actually hit the geezer you know and suddenly boom you know you're wishing well fills up with water and it, it is like that in so many things in life because whenever you learn something new I mean you suck at it and uh, one, one, one thing that I've been um, entertaining my friends with when, uh, recently is whenever I go and learn a new skill like I was never a very handy person like most people I just uh, avoided doing things that you know that's for other people I'm not very good at that so I went when I went to learn some woodwork or anything like that I'd say to my my friend you know I'm just trying to get slightly less shit <laughs> today if I get slightly less shit today um and then slightly next less shit next time then over a long period of time that shapes up pretty good and uh you know everyone's always amused by that but the that it's a device it's a way of thinking that makes you not afraid to try things out whether it's you know will will this copy work or will that copy work or um should i try this type of ad or that type of ad um to get more information on what works and what doesn't work from your first-hand experience because you're not coming into it with this like oh my god like i need to do it right because if i don't then i'll you know you you need to map out the terrain and you you find out where the the walls are and the traps are and the and the, the blocks are and you go okay well i'm not i'm going to go around it this time i'm not going to go that way i'm going to find a different way and that does require a level of of first-hand experience yeah i mean that's that's really where the you know where the trick to this is is as you say is you know actually getting your hands dirty and getting stuck in i mean that's something else that i've seen people trip up on is just getting 
you know, education merry-go-round, you know, people get trapped in this cycle of thinking, well, I'm learning and therefore, yes. you know, I'm moving forward, but you're not, you know, you're not moving anywhere. Um, you know, you're better to learn on the job and, and, you know, make, as I say, imperfect action is always better than perfect inaction, you know, better to something imperfect today than perfect. Never. Yeah. Um, I- because I come across so many coaches and things like that um, who want to work online. You know, I, I'm I'm therapizing and coaching online, and people sometimes ask me about things, and or they say I'm taking this course or that course. And I met people who just constantly want to take courses, and they've never made a penny from teaching anyone or helping anyone because they're just scared to actually face the market to actually go out and um charge some money for helping people or or even do a whole bunch of freebies so that they learn from first-hand experience of helping people how they work how what they've got to offer and they see oh wow yeah i really did help that person and that increases their confidence they're too scared to put themselves out there because they don't have a certificate or enough certificates or a course behind them or enough courses behind them and they're just hoping that if they if they educate themselves enough then one day they'll be confident enough to be successful i'm like no what you need to do is you need to actually go out and help people with whatever it is that you have to offer um or sell or whatever and you go oh wow people really do want this widget that i got off amazon and then you know uh, or, or i got off some chinese company and then drop shipped on amazon wow people really do want this stuff or they don't want this stuff but i'm going to try and something else or you know oh wow i did i did actually sell that digital product um you know to someone okay well i've done it once that means i can do it i mean education is good but knowledge is only potential power you have to put the power into practice and see the results in front of your own eyes so that you can get more confident because if you're not turning revenue then it's not a business it's just an idea yeah i think as you say it's a good way for people to get into it if you know, if they can do it for free, but that, that can also be a trap as well. Like I, when I first started, I was building a mailing list. So I would get people to, you know, bunch of information as a kind of ethical bribe to get them on my mailing list. Um, but I was too scared to sell anything. So I right. would like keep emailing them all this cool stuff, you know, free information and free training. And here's how to do this with your website and your business and blah, blah, blah. And then eventually I thought, now I'm going to have to try and monetize this. And the moment that I did that, there was like a revolution, you know, the list went wow. berserk. They were like, what are you doing? Like, what, how dare you like charge for this? You know, because they'd become so accustomed right. to getting it for free. So yeah, again, it goes back to that sense of self-worth and self-belief that, um, you know, the very fact that if you, you know, you're entertaining this idea that you could, but that's really all that you need to to put yourself out there and say, okay, this is what I've got, you know, who wants it? And of course, giving it for free or giving a sample for free is fine as long as it does lead on to something else. You don't want to use it as that crutch for, um, you know, justification or for, um, you know, kind of building up your, your kind of ego or, um, 
you know your confidence for too long because you will get trapped in that cycle and right. people start to expect it um, right, okay. but as i say at first you do have to do that because you can use it to you know get testimonials or get you know case studies or just learn how it's actually going to work practically you know if you're mentoring somebody you know get get the sort of uh, the metrics down and the the framework of how you're going to offer this type of thing so yeah you would need to do it for free at first you don't want somebody to be a paid guinea guinea pig right off right. the bat uh, but it should always be with the end in mind you know it should always be right i'll i'll take two or three clients tops on this or free sort of you know unpaid pro bono clients uh, and once i've got that i'm going to set my price i'm going to finalize how i'll deliver this and we're going to roll it out and, and see how it goes are you still offering further trainings for people who would like to go down this road? And I don't, um, I'm not currently offering coaching with myself personally. I do have uh, programs where I teach this kind of stuff online so people can follow videos that I've made. Uh, but no, I'm not actually doing the, uh, any one-on-one -on -one stuff anymore. So if people wanted to find those uh, videos, trainings that you've got, um, that could lead them on to if they they could start their investigation there and obviously if it hooks them go on to your programs that will teach them how to make their fortune where should they go yeah the best place is yeah just go to michaelchaney.com and when you go there you'll get a free ebook and you'll also get some follow-up videos that will show you a little bit of how to get started um, and yeah, basically it will take you to sort of my flagship programs, just a few bucks. Um, but even if you don't buy it, you know, you'll get, still get information from, uh, from that site, michaelchaney.com. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for joining me on Be Yourself and Love It podcast. You guys at home, be yourself, but don't just be yourself, be yourself and love it.